Welcome back to Tales Vinyl Tells. I'm Brian Hallgren. On this episode, I'll play some album cuts and some artists that you might or might not know. And I'm going to share some music history and even do some storytelling from the late 60s toward today, wherever absolutely necessary. Vinyl albums, or LPs, have made a big comeback in the last decade. In fact, LP sales have increased over 400% to the tune of $500 million in vinyl sales over the past decade alone. And all the music you hear on this podcast is for the sole enjoyment by and the entertainment of you, the listener, and promotion of the artists and songwriters played. My album collection shrunk for one reason or another, but my good friend David offered to watch over them about 20 years ago, and I've got them back now, and I'm sharing them with you, along with tunes from other sources. Pardon the scratches and the clicks and the skips and the sticks, because some of my LPs, they're over 50 years old, and they've been around me and my shenanigans. But they do still tell the stories that the writers, singers, and bands wanted to tell you. So enjoy the next hour and turn it up. It's in stereo. Now, let's hear today's tales that a vinyl album tells. These are the tales vinyl tells.
Here's hoping it's a good feeling for you to know that here's another Tales Vinyl Tales to listen to. That was Poco, of course, from 1972, and their fourth album by the same name. The band had a few evolutions, including on earlier LPs, Randy Meisner later went to the Eagles. His departure opened up the position for Timothy B. Schmidt to come in to play bass. But Timothy B. Schmidt also later joined the Eagles. And also another member of Poco was Jim Messina, who joined up with Kenny Loggins for a great band for a long time. The good feeling to know personnel included Richie Ferrey, Timothy B. Schmidt, Rusty Young, Paul Cotton, George Grantham, and Barry Flast on piano. Good feeling to know that you're here today listening to this latest episode of Tales Vinyl Tales. Well, hi again, and welcome to another adventure into the world of my music, your music, and especially our long-playing albums that we might still have from the late 60s and 70s. This is Tales Vinyl Tales. We've got quite a few tunes today, as always. As many as possible come from my personal LP collection. Though you're going to find out today, especially, some are very scratchy, but some are also sticky or jumpy. Please be forgiving. Don't don't judge me for that. But I am glad you came back for more. So it must, must be pretty good, huh? Good. It's good stuff. I'm Brian. Today's episode is number 22. Mm. Are we in a catch-22? I'm not, not sure about that. But what we're going to do today, we're going to finish our chat with psychotherapist, artist, and author of his great book, available at diaryofamindfuldog.com. Bob Luckin is here again, and he's back from last episode. And in doing that, we're going to dig up some tunes that he mentions, like a performance at the BET Awards in 2016, Honoring the Late Prince. What a great rendition of Purple Rain by an American Idol. And Stevie Wonder is on keyboards. I've got some motion picture theme music from the head of the film music division at DreamWorks Studios. I've also got some Tull, Jethro Tull. That's right, and it's all right here today. If you have some headphones, may I suggest you listen to this and really all the Tales Vinyl Tales with headphones or at a strong listenable volume. You catch my drift? Bob Luckin had recommended that you go to Mass Drop and consider springing a couple hundred bucks for a $600 pair of Sennheiser uh, 650s and mass drops are 6xx and that's what i'm using now and oh my goodness they are incredible and a lot of the music today just sounds even better through headphones but it's any music you listen to sounds better through these headphones in particular so i'm giving you some time here not a whole lot but i'm going to give you some time if you want to get a notepad and maybe a quill to take some notes today because Bob is going to bring up some great songs and we're going to try to play a, quite a few of them during our show today. And when we ended our interview last episode, Bob Luckin had brought up the name of a musician from our little town that I live in. 
It kind of surprised me at the moment, but not at all once you hear this. bassist that's worth paying attention to is Victor Wooten, if you've never heard him. Uh, Victor he, uh, Wooten lives Victor. here uh, or just outside of Kingston Springs, where I live. Pretty we, amazing. We know Victor. Amazing. We know a lot of these people and a lot of yeah. these songs, but you know, we don't need to let them stay in the vault that was the past because... I, 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 I love that. I got to tell you, this, this, this happened... Uh, I was doing... I was teaching hypnosis to physicians... Uh, to chiropractors and to people who wanted to have a hypnosis practice. It was a two-day workshop, and or two-day seminar workshop. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of it, I, I did a, a guided meditation, and I used a CD called Daphus, D-A-F-U-S-S, I think it is. Daphus was recorded in real time on a high-end, limited-edition CD. Uh, it was for audiophiles like myself, and I spent more money than God on audio, so I know all about that. So, <laughs> Daphus is a drumming, it's incredible. Uh, Ariato, percussionist, and Mickey Hart, and probably four or five other percussionists all rented a, a, a large warehouse and did this work. It sounds like something tribal, it was wonderful. Mm. Anyway, I did it, I, I used it every week, and, uh, and all over the country. And uh, so the, the, the CD was no longer being produced. It had been sold to a company called, I think it was Ryko. And Ryko produced it as a uh, CD, or had it on tape only. And I kept telling people every, every seminar, and only by 30, 40 people at every seminar, go order the CD. Go to Ryko and order the CD. Within less than a year, they released it as a gold CD. Wow. <laughs> will you will you spell one person one person can make a difference yes will you spell uh Dafus again please uh i'm gonna have to find it uh, i think it's i think it's d-u-f-f-o-s or something close to that Dafus. Uh, okay. yeah, it's a, I'll, I'll email it to you later so okay i can get that to you okay you but it, it's, a, it's an incredible piece of percussion and uh, another really great performance that, again, you talk about lifting me up, Jennifer Hudson does a tribute to Prince, mm. and she, she sings Purple Rain. Wow. And Purple Rain all by itself is a standalone, get your, get your, get your heart pounding. Mm-hmm. But when she does it, and she does it live as a tribute to him, it's just outrageous, really outrageous. She can belt. <laughs> yeah, she can well, she, sing. She, yeah, she really reaches. And, uh, now, uh, a lift me up that I liked, which was, you know, it's kind of somber at the same time that it's empowering, is Eric Clapton with Luciano Pavarotti mm-hmm. and the East East London Gospel Choir uh, singing. Uh, what's the song? Yeah. Um, holy, holy, holy Mother, Holy Mary. Holy, yes. Yes. Um, incredible, incredible. And, and, and again, well recorded. And something I can say too about the CSL, I don't even want to call it a service, it's just a get together uh, before COVID-19, which by the way, CSL, the Palm Beaches does do Facebook Live as well as uh, Zoom meetings on Sundays. And I know that Bob would be glad to 
send you a link to uh, one of those oh, meetings. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, you know it's it's very uplifting. Uh, there's no Bible thumping going on because we are all made of spirit. We're uh, you know the religion thing is kind of back here. You know, it's 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 there. But I was going to say the music because the the group that was meeting in Lake Worth, it was. Uh, you know, maybe 20 people or so at a time, but they were people who really wanted to be there. But for for musical inspiration, you would pull up things like, you know, like yeah. like Clapton. You know, Clapton in a in a spiritual service. You know, I I think that's so appropriate because there it is again. That music is bringing that message, and it's uplifting. Yeah, um, one of my favorite ones was was the boss. I, I, I used one of his shows where he had probably eight or ten musicians at the end of it all together oh my god amazing another great one for uh is the greatest showman never eat enough yes and what she where she goes with that i mean it's unbelievable uh beautiful reach beautiful reach yeah and then there's a uh, you know what about me oh i thought judith was trying to get in the picture there she she does that all the time what yeah. <laughs> What about you, Judith? We love you too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she listens. Uh, well, good. So uh, she's a good listener, actually. Another one, if you haven't heard it, is Katie Lang singing Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Uh, I have heard it. Any version yeah. of Hallelujah is incredible. Yeah. She almost uh, made it her, her, her theme song. Gosh. So, uh, mm. Yeah, but I, I mention all of these because these are all pieces that, in one way or another, awaken the energy of consciousness. Uh, Storybook Love uh, is a very powerful, powerful, wonderful piece of work. Again, it's subtle from from the Princess Bride uh, movie, and it's it's warm and it's engaging and it's it's sweet, but it's it, it's not uh, not sicky sweet. Right, which is important. So it's it's, it's sincerely sweet, and, and uh, it, it wakes up the innocence we all we all want to remember. Right, that's that's the the transportation back into the past. Uh, a soundtrack I've listened to recently that I've been really impressed with, and I'm going to do more listening to it is the Legend of Becker Vance. And of course, the Legend of Becker Vance is interesting because it was actually written as a uh, a story based on the Bhagavad Gita. They do text the Bhagavad Gita. Yes, I, I had read that, and that right. That, so it's one, but a wonderful soundtrack that has Will Smith in it. Correct. Yes, it does. Yes. One of his an outstanding role, just outstanding. So, uh, and then if you want to get crazy, uh, you can listen to Janis Joplin's "Pieces of My Heart," mm. which just <laughs> really nineteen sixty eight that catapulted her into a whole new world. Yes, and uh, she she that was literally that version uh, in 1968 uh, was the, what got her started. She was an unknown. And I believe that was actually a remake of a song, wasn't it? Pieces of yeah, it was uh, actually. Uh, let me see. I think it was. Uh, let me see. Piece of my heart. I think, I think it was, it was an old blues song. I can't like... think of the actor who's also a singer and plays guitar. Uh, it was. It was a. Yeah. It was. It wasn't her song. She no. didn't write it. But it was someone. Someone like Big Mama Thornton or someone like that. Yeah. Uh, someone of a, of of minor renown, anyway. Pink does a wonderful version of Million Dollar, A Million Dreams. Hmm. 
from the from the greatest showman again another lift me up just empower really 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 encourage and i wouldn't do justice to songs like that if i didn't at least mention aretha franklin doing you make me feel like a natural woman oh gosh <laughs> and she does and she does that at the kennedy center uh for president obama and it is just beautiful mm-hmm. it, she sings she sings even better than her portrait so uh which she wears everywhere she goes or did I was reminded just this past week of, of a song that when I saw it, it just really stirred me inside, just just kind of choked me up. <clears throat> and it is a, uh, a large chorale, and I don't remember the name of the chorale, but they do a seven minute version of Toto's Africa. And they, oh, yes. and they yes. start out uh, snapping their fingers, then they wind up uh, smacking their thighs as the storm's coming, yes. and then they jump. Half of the half of the corral jumps up on the bleachers, and then the other half jumps up, and the storm is coming. And it's, I mean, it's such an amazing song to it begin is, with. And then you hear this, you know, 60, 70, 80 voice choir singing. It's just, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Uh, a piece of music that's long since been in 1976, recorded in 1976 uh, by Lincoln Mallorca. Lincoln Mallorca was uh, a producer who did everything direct to disc, meaning that you, you, he turned on the tape and taped everything from start to finish, no breaks, no editing, nothing. Mm. So the orchestra and the performers all had to be on cue and do it right. The, the, the recording is called I Got the Music in Me. The recording singer is Thelma Houston. Thelma Houston doing I've Got the Music in Me is the best version I've ever heard of it. But what's even more interesting than that is when you realize that they all sat down in the studio, did this whole thing. It's called the Thelma Houston and Pressure Cooker. They call the group the Pressure (laughs) Cooker because it's on it's on Sheffield label. But when you listen when you listen to that, you think, oh my God, I mean it's easy to do it right when you've got ten takes. Yes. But when you do it all on one take with a full orchestra and have to mix it on the fly. That's pretty damn amazing. So it's a, it's a great piece of work. That's a true live recording. Exactly. I have a bunch of direct to disc like that, and uh, this is it's also available on CD. It's a two minute forty five seconds long. It's not that long, uh, but it's it's an extraordinary piece of work. So uh, amazing, uh, some amazing things, uh, some amazing music that can uh, uh, it's transformative, you know. And that's what we really need is we need to be we need to be willing to be transformed. You know, from from the state that we all don't want to be in to a state that we uh, we can be in that that lifts us up and, and uh, that moves us. Mm, you, so uh, you're, you're you're just finding finding more space inside my head to expand a little bit. You know, the wheels are turning of what I want to do with this podcast. The more oh, that, the ahead, more that ahead, we're talking ahead. here, it's it's so much more fun when we start to talk because it just leads. Well, it's like it's, this is like jazz.
for me. Say, do you Some motion picture music for you from Trolls, JT and Anna Hedrick with Earth, Wind and Fire. One that was really big in 78 and that'll, that gets me going. I'll tell you what, just to hear JT, I just love what the guy does. Before that was Song for My Father. That was Victor Wooten. He's a winner of five Grammys and he plays in the vein of Jaco Pastoria, Stanley Clark, Wayman Tisdale, even James Jamerson of the Funk Brothers. I had trouble thinking of their name. Song for My Father is from Wooten's 2016 Palm Mystery. It's actually a remake of a 1965 original. Nice tune. And it's interesting looking at the players on that particular uh, cut and across that particular album. people playing, well, there's a whole lot of Wootens on that album, whether they're snapping fingers or playing drums or congas or singing, and also appearing on that album, Alvin Lee from 10 Years After and Keb Moe. Good stuff. Victor Wooten. Give it a listen. One of my old favorites is Southern Cross, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Absolutely. I never understood it, but I couldn't stop listening to it. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure you're supposed to. Exactly, 1982. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, it was one of those pieces. I thought, there's, there's a message in here somewhere. I know it. And I would play it again. And he'd say, why are you playing that? The Southern Cross, it's a, I didn't even know until later, it's a cross in the sky, you know, that, that ship that uh, people in the sailing people watch. I didn't know what it was, and and I didn't care. You know, it just it was too deeply moving not to. And you probably don't so, see it unless you are out on the water where exactly. the, where there's no exactly. lights around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I know what else I wanted to mention too, because and I and I, for those of people who listen and who want to up the quality of their listening, uh, who really want to hear what's there, go to drop d r o p, uh, and that's a place that. What they're doing is they're, they're finding equipment, uh, or sound equipment, uh, speakers in some cases, headphones is what I've been going to before, and getting together with companies like Sennheiser or Byrodyne and saying, let's let's remanufacture this and put it out at a lower price. Mm-hmm. So the headphones that I use are the Sennheiser 650, HD 650s, which when they were new, I think probably ran around 650 bucks. Right. Now you can buy them for 220 uh, and they're brand new and they're beautiful. Why I say they're beautiful is they don't add artificial bass, they don't add artificial highs, they're smooth and clean and they're very, very accurate. 
uh, they're used primarily for studio people like myself who wants to hear exactly what was recorded and with nothing added. And they have an interesting, interesting design where they're what they call open back. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, well the, the 650s are open back. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is that it allows a larger soundstage. That is, the music feels larger and open. The other thing is you're less likely to hurt your ears because the sound pressure isn't as intense, uh, which is really good, mm -hmm. uh, to keep the sound pressure down and uh, in, in your ear when you're listening. But, but I would just say go to that and look around. People that are going to the, to the wireless headphones, the Bose and the Sonys and, and those, those are really good for airplanes and they're good, but they're not good for audiophile listening. It is amazing how much you miss of the music when you use those compared to the, the, the plug-in headphones like the Barodynes or the uh, Sennheiser. Sennheiser, the better Sennheiser. So there's a bunch of them. You can always email me and I'll tell you what I think and you can go to a variety of different sites and review them, read the reviews, people know what they're talking about. Because listening to music is more than having a piece of music on in the background. It's having the experience. Yes, and after we, we talked about a week or so ago about doing this interview, well, the interview came up. We were just having a conversation. <clears throat> but uh, you had told me about those Sennheisers, and I did go to drop, and it looks like they are in great demand because they're out of stock, and you have to pre-order them. Just, they just now, re I just got my second pair, and oh, they're yes. now back in stock. Okay, all right, good to know. Good to know, so everybody. Uh, I don't want to wait, I don't want to spend too much time on that, but that's an important piece because Absolutely. You, can't, you, you can't get out of your, uh, out with what's not there. Mm -hmm. you can't, if you can't hear it, you can't get it. Right. Uh, another piece of music I was going to mention to you, which is probably one of my early, early, early loves, which is Glenn Yarrowborough's Baby the Rain Must Fall. Oh my gosh. <laughs> See, those are those are songs that we just, you know, we're just not not hearing. Yeah, baby. I know, I know, but it would, you know, it's a bad recording. The quality's not very good, but oh my God, it's so such a beautiful version of it. And then, of course, if, if for the for people my age and 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 I think still younger, you, you go to Josh Groban, and you raise me up, uh, or uh, yeah, or doing the prayer with Celine Dion. Uh, both of those are outstanding, just outstanding delivery. You know what I what I've come to appreciate too are people that are actually so skilled. That the, that the having to try to get to mastery is not the issue. Delivery is the thing they want to manage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I hear what you're saying on that. Yeah. They're they're not done. They just keep on keep on yeah. working on their craft. Now you've also I'm sure you've heard and listened to a lot of somewhere over the rainbow by by Israel uh, is. Yes. The Hawaiian, yeah, that's, yes. That, that's a classic. That's and everybody's beautiful. already heard that a thousand times, but it's it's really really worth it. Uh, for those that don't really want to hear uh, the uh, screaming as much as, uh, as as I enjoy, there's Pink doing Bobby McGee. Mm, Me that, and Bobby McGee by Pink. She does a very good job of it. I haven't heard that, but I do love Janice's version. I, just, I love it too, but just for some people, it. it's too much over the top. Right. Uh, it's a, a little more a little more reserved, but wonderful delivery. It does. And, and, and where the second the other part of that is is that it's extremely well recorded, which really makes a difference too. You hear everything. Right. Exactly. Um, another version of uh, "Over the Rainbow" is Eva Cassidy. Yes. Very nice. And and she has such a touching story. She died in her late twenties, I think it was. Uh, she was she was getting a lot of attention and she was a songbird that's the title of one of her one of her albums yeah. but her version of over the rainbow is just it's divine 
for for people that are in, I I really love soundtracks. Uh, one of the, my favorite soundtracks, and it's very deeply moving. But again, you you need headphones for it, or you need a good sound system for it. It just sounds mashed up. Uh, is the soundtrack from the movie The Power of One? It's uh, composed by Hans Zimmer, mm. and uh, it's one of those rich the, the, the song tribute or not tribute. My mother's my mother's children, or something like that. It's a it's moms recognizing or dealing with the loss of their children. And out of Africa, and it, and and you hear what you hear in their voices, the pain, and you hear the hope, and you hear it together, and the strength. And again, these are things that when you can hear hope and sadness and strength together, you just summarize the human condition. And if you can put it to music and have it have a good ending, it means it's a possible way for us to succeed. Well, Bob, you've given us so much to think about here. I, it's been my pleasure. What oh, a joy. I'm, I'm so glad that you put some time aside to be with me and with all of our listeners out there. And, of course, this will be archived, so it will be available to a lot of people. And I hope that we'll do this again because I think you and I have some uh, some back-and-forth stuff that, uh, you know, I think I think that we ought to spend some, some time hanging out here and do another interview. I look forward to it. Whenever, whenever it works for you, it works for me. Well, let's, let's plan on it. Well, thank you, and uh, I'm I'm glad you got back from the beach in time to to do this. Um, we've had we've had Bob Luckin with us. Uh, I'm going to see you Sunday for a little bit of spiritual uplifting. And uh, why don't you go ahead and give us a little plug for where where you didn't even get to talk about your art? Well, yeah. The, the, uh, <laughs> if, you, if you go to my Facebook, go to Bob Luckin uh, Art. Facebook art, mm-hmm. uh, Bob Luckin Arts Facebook. That's where you'll see the art, and you can. And if you like what you see, you can always then Facebook me or message me. My email address is bobinluck at yahoo.com. You can email me. But I also have a book coming out that will be out in about two weeks. And my dog Murphy has written a book. <laughs> he asked me if I would actually do the typing, which I did for him. And it's a 70-page book, and it's called Diary of a Mindful Dog. And it's on Amazon. You can get it in two weeks of Amazon. You can also buy it directly from Devores, the publisher. It's now self-published, and I'm proud of that. I got a good publisher who's published it, and uh, so it's a great, it's a great short, it's a book, it's a great book for people who who don't want to read a lot, but they can open up one page, and every page is a separate story, every page is a separate vignette, and it's a great gift uh, to give to other people. So if you want, to, if you're looking for early Christmas shopping. I can't imagine anybody that wouldn't like it, uh, and it's only nine ninety five. So I mean, you, you, you can't go wrong with the price of it. Great. So that's my plug, and you can go to, uh, to again to go to Mer- uh, my mind, yeah, Diary of a Mindful Dog. <laughs> very, very good. And and, and, and 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 you'll be able to see it. You'll see the website, and there's also a wonderful video uh, of a poem that's in the book that you'll get to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Hope you've enjoyed this interview with our friend Bob Luckin. Thank you, Bob. You take care now. All right, we'll do it.
Peter Haycock from the Climax Blues Band. You remember, couldn't get it right. He also was into ELO's Part 2 band. And Hans Zimmer with Pete Haycock did Thunderbird, the uh, theme from Thelma and Louise, which played just before the credits when they, you know. The music you're hearing right now under me is from Power of One, which is also from Hans Zimmer, and uh, this is called Rainmaker. Hans Zimmer is known for integrating electronic music with traditional orchestral arrangements, and since the 80s, he has composed music for over 150 films, including the scoring of Rain Man, The Lion King, for which he won the Academy Award for Best Original Score in 1995, the Pirates of Caribbean series, Interstellar, Gladiator, Crimson Tide, Inception, Dunkirk, and the Dark Knight trilogy. He's been busy, because he's good. He also has received four Grammys, three Classical Brit Awards, two Golden Globes, and an Academy Award. And he was also named on the list of Top 100 Living Geniuses, published by the Daily Telegraph. And as I mentioned earlier, he's the head of the film music division at DreamWorks Studios. It's Hans Zimmer. to know when there's a new Tales Vital Tales episode ready for you? Well, we send out our notices every time we upload a new episode, and I know they've kind of slowed down over the late summertime. Um, I, I don't know why, but they have, and I think interviews take a little bit more time to process, and we've tried to have a lot of interviews. Uh, very interesting people, I hope you'll agree, have been on this uh, show. Um, now, ways that you can get those notices and reminders that there is a Tales Vinyl Tales episode that you probably haven't heard yet by joining the Facebook Tales Vinyl Tales Album Club. You could also email me at talesvinyltales at gmail.com. Yes, I'll spell it again for you. T-A-L-E-S-V-I-N-Y-L-T-E-L-L-S at gmail.com. Or you could call and leave a message for me at 615-581-7682. And this is Tales, Vinyl Tales. Election Day is getting ever closer. This is such an important election, and your vote does count. It's very important that you vote. Here in Tennessee, you can still request your mail-in ballot through the 27th of October. And you could also go to GoVoteTN.com. Early voting is going to stop, going to end, 
at closing time on October 29th. So that date is fast approaching considering today is the 24th of October when I've recorded this. You could check with your county board of elections or election commission or go on the internet to vote.org. You can get an early look at the ballot by plugging in 2020 sample ballot and enter your county and your state. So I encourage you, use your voice, your vote, make a good choice. My absentee ballot has already been recognized as having been received at my local election commission. I'm of age. And we're celebrating the 100th anniversary this year of the passing of the 19th Amendment to the Constitution that allows women the right to vote. So vote. It's that easy. We're going to get back to Tales Vinyl Tells. Now this next piece is by design both sides continuously. You know, side one, side two continues, one long song. Uh, in fact, that's, that's how I heard it many times, as I recall. <laughs> sure I do. <laughs> well, this is from my LP, and you'll, you'll tell by listening to it. It has been tracked many, many times. <laughs> but um, in preparing it for this episode, I have chopped it, diced it, sliced it, and smothered it with digital enhancement. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm entertaining myself today. I hope you're chuckling with me. Uh, it is an interesting album cover, too, and a liner, and I'm going to open it for you. So here's the album. Right? Oh, wait, this is not TV, is it? No, this is not even a video. Uh, this is uh, the front of the album says the St. Cleve Chronicle and Linwill Advisor, thick as a brick, uh, from Jethro Tull. It says, Judges disqualify Little Milton in last minute rumpus. <laughs> Uh, but it reads like a newspaper. You open it up. I don't know if you all have seen this or not. I don't think this was a special copy. I think this was a over-the-counter copy. <clears throat> but you open it up, the bottom flap opens up, and there's about two or three pages of newspaper print in here. And there's, of course, we're very sensitive, more and more sensitive today about, about people of small physical size, you know, little people, we used to have names for them, but uh, there was an article or, or an advertisement in the classified in this about someone who had a, a, a four foot long bed for sale. Yeah, so it turned out to be a little person. But anyway, Thick as a Brick is quite an interesting LP. You flip through the pages while you're listening and venturing into their world. And I hope that you too will enjoy Ian Anderson in an edited version of Thick as a Brick. Jethro Tull on Tales Vinyl Tales. Really don't mind if you sit this one out. Mild words but a whisper, deafness, a shout. Wise men don't know 
distraction the moral humility the elastic retreat springs the pleasures of play as the last wave uncovers the new fangled way but you need shoes are worn at the
I'm glad you're here today, and I'm still interested if you have a story, a comment, some memories, favorite album, favorite song, favorite artist, maybe suggestions for future shows. I want to hear from you. Reach out. We're going to be closing down the uh, the input for our Seven Continents show. Still have some room for a couple more tunes, so whatever you can help out with, I'm open to you, Okay. What songs match a continent? I've already got Africa by Toto. I've got Down Under by Men at Work, back in the USSR. Yeah, songs like that. You can break down the continents into countries, maybe artists within those countries. I've uh, got some great suggestions from my friend Regina out in San Francisco. She is Brazilian, and she threw some names at me that I haven't heard before. So we're exploring all this stuff. Now, I have already played on a previous episode, Born in the USA and America by Simon and Garfunkel, also by Yes and Steppenwolf's America, Where Are You Now? So we're going to put those aside and get as original as we can. I'm trying not to repeat anything because, you know, I want to give you great variety and you certainly deserve it, right? So you can email me, text me, call me. I really would love to hear your ideas. The email again is talesvinyltales at gmail.com. Call and leave a message at 615-581-7682. Or you could even post on the Tales Vinyl Tells Facebook page. And again, your private info is secure with me. It's in the vault, okay? Thanks for your help. Now, the last Beatles album and 8-track, really, were genius. That's where I heard this next cut was on 8-track. Yeah, I know that puts puts an age on me. You might think that the White Album or Sgt. Pepper's were the best, were the genius. And it doesn't really matter because, after all, they were the Beatles. Always creating and always going places that really... Musicians have never gone before. And as you listen to this album, you're going to hear, and I'm in listening back through these new headphones of mine, I heard George Harrison playing lines, playing riffs that I don't know if they overdubbed it or not, but he plays a segment with one sound and follows it with a segment of another sound and another segment with another sound and just so original. But that was George Harrison. So. He was my favorite Beatle. I just, I think George was just, uh, they were all awesome in their own way. Remember, the most important thing in the end. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Brian. Our time's gone. You can download and listen to all our tales, vinyl tales, anytime without ads or cost. And I encourage you, please take care of yourselves and each other. Stay well. Please wear a mask. I'm going to see you on the next episode. Catch you then. Once there was a way 
That's a lot of classic jams for you today. Glad you stayed with us and hope you loved the show. Join other listeners and we'll let you know when a new episode of Tales Vinyl Tells drops. You can join Tales Vinyl Tells Album Club on Facebook, email us at talesvinyltells at gmail.com, or call and leave a message at 615-581-7682. I'm Brian. It's been my blast. Hope you enjoyed it. Catch you next time.